You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, Eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's a first today on Talk is Jericho. We are going to do a classic movie clash. I know, I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner as well. Uh, it's just like the classic album clash. I've got an esteemed panel of guests who are going to debate two classic movies and then vote on their favorite at the end. So today's classic movie clash is The Godfather versus Goodfellas, two classic mafia movies by two legendary directors, Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese. And taking part in today's great debate, Anthrax drummer Charlie Benanti, Fozzie bassist PJ Farley, and Tom and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loud podcast. All of us are huge fans of both movies, but we will pick a favorite in the end. And like the classic album class, we're debating everything from the casting to the direction to the writing to the performances to the supporting characters. We're talking about favorite lines and scenes, sharing all kinds of great trivia about the making of both movies. I think we forgot to mention that Carmine Caridi, who's in the Godfather uh, series here, was also in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I can't believe none of us mentioned that because we're all huge Kiss fans as well. But before we get started, just a quick reminder. There are still cabins left at Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Ranger at sea. Four-leaf clover at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We set sail February 2nd, and for the first time ever, we're going to our very own private island in Great Stirrup K. Come hang with me in the stocked line of talent. Basically, like three-quarters of AEW is going to be on the ship. Go check out the lineup. Swerve Strickland, Jade Cargill, uh, The Acclaimed. I mean, come on, this is name after name after name after name. The Gun Club, it's going to be a huge, huge time. Jungle Boy, it's going to be great. Go to AEW.com and check out the entire lineup. Plus, we're going to determine the first-ever Oceanic Champion as well. A championship belt has been made, and it's killer, and it will be awarded to one of four on the cruise. One of five, actually. Because uh, Matt Cardona, Moose, Cheeseburger, and Dante Martin will f- f- square off, face the uh, winner, Flip Gordon, to see who the first champion is going to be. Gonna be. Uh, we're going to talk about that belt, too, with creator Dave Milliken in a future episode of Talk is Jericho. Also, we got comedy and music on the ship. Fozzie's doing three shows, live podcast. Dave Schrader, The Paranormal 60. Such a great time. It's the vacation of a lifetime. So come join us now. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. All right, buckle in. It's a wild ride. It's the first ever classic movie clash, The Godfather versus Goodfellas. Get started right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. What the hell is this? That's a Sicilian message. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Famous Talk is Jericho. Uh, Every few months we do the classic album Clash and had an idea to do the first ever classic movie clash. And I amassed a rogues gallery of uh, Godfather and Goodfellas fans. And everybody here has done the uh, classic album Clash before. PJ from Fozzie and Trickster and Zeus and Tom from uh, Shout It Out Loudcast. And of course, Charlie from Anthrax. And uh, this is a first, guys. And it really, really fits because these movies, even though they were made pretty much 20 years apart, are really sister movies about the Italian uh, uh, gangsters and, and, and the mobs and that sort of thing. Charlie's super excited. We actually, this actually started <laughs> with Charlie and I's idea. These are two of your all-time favorite movies, Charlie? Yes, very much so. Gotcha. And you're also the only true Italian here. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Gigliotti. 
<laughs> it's actually pronounced gelati, and and if you were and if the Italians were pronouncing it, it would be gigliotti because the G and the L together give you the Y sound. All right, I'm the De Niro of the bunch. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he wins. You you have more vowels in your name than I do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get the Ita- Italian perspective and the uh, and the uh, much appreciated Greek perspective from Zeus. <laughs> right. There you That's go. right. I'll add some touch. So let's talk. So Charlie, why don't you start kind of the relationship you have with, with both these movies, with Godfather and Goodfellas? Oh, well, I, I love The Godfather. Without The Godfather, there'd be no Goodfellas. It pretty much set the tone for gangster movies after that. Even though we had gangster movies in the 30s and 40s, you know, James Cagney type of gangster movies, but The Godfather was just done so well. I mean, how can you get a cast like that to do a movie? I mean, getting Brando. And if you guys know anything about the making of The Godfather, it was a bitch to make too. Right. There's a series right now called The Offer that pretty much details the whole thing. It's amazing, like what they went through. So for me, The Godfather, I hold it up high, but Goodfellas, just kind of, I mean, I just have to put that above The Godfather. Well, we'll discuss all that and the reasonings for it, but why don't you tell us, Tom? Yeah, so it's funny. Looking at these two movies, I would probably say these are probably two of the, if, if I was to group the movies I've seen the most times in my life. The, I would say Goodfellas and Godfather are up there, no doubt. Uh, especially with Zeus. Zeus and I, our friendship goes back 30 years. We we know every line like everybody else does to both movies. They're both spectacular in their own way, but they're they're very similar, but they're both very, very different. And I'm sure we're going to get into all that. But um, it's amazing when you watch both, what you see when you watch each one, what you feel when you watch each one. And when it's over, like you're like your reaction to it, even though you've seen it a hundred times. And they're just two of the most rewatchable movies ever made. They're just legendary movies. I'm just I can't wait to talk about getting get into it with everybody. It's going to be great. How about you, Zeus? Yeah, everybody grew up. I know our age group grew up with The Godfather. There's something uh, like this romantic image of The Godfather, Brando, Coppola, the music, the scenery. Everybody knows it growing up. And I think from there, the only thing that comes close to it probably would be Goodfellas and their imagery of the 70s, late 60s, 70s into early 80s, the way they did it as well. And it's part of like, it's a thing that I would actually add the Sopranos in it, in that trifecta, and you can link them all and how they're so connected, mm-hmm. yet each one of them is a little bit different. And there's so many things similar between the good uh, Goodfellas and the Godfather, but there's a lot of differences. And they're both just off the charts, best of movies of all time, easily. What do you think, PJ? In keeping with the theme of the characters that we have on here tonight, I'll say that Goodfellas is to me what 80s Kiss is to you. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Like Godfather <laughs> 72. I was born in 72. So, of course, I've seen The Godfather a couple of times, obviously. Uh, but I mean, Goodfellas was more, you know, that's really what I cut my teeth on. I, of course, went back and watched The Godfather a bunch of times after knowing where Goodfellas came from, you know. So, you go back. But because I was born in 72, that wasn't my go-to, whereas Goodfellas was really that was the one, the, the be-all, end-all of gangster movies. And it's, you know, obviously you have to go and revisit The Godfather and see where it all came, where it all started. Did you say be-all, end-all just because Charlie's here? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick it up and it's going to be a little bit of a controversial story here. Obviously, it's very strange. Charlie and, and, and I and Mike Portnoy talked about this, how uh, James Caan and Ray Liotta and uh, the Soprano dude, I can't remember what his name Tony is. Tony Sirico. Yeah. Yeah. All died within a month of each other, two months, whatever it is. So I went back and went through a little bit of a James Caan kind of film fest. And one of them was The Godfather. Now, The Godfather to me is a movie and you're going to kill me for this, I hadn't seen it all the way through from beginning to end. I'd seen every scene jumbled, you know, different, but to watch it from beginning to end uh, was the first time I just did that a few weeks ago. Now, obviously, it is everything that we've said that it is. 
Uh, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Acting performances off the charts, stories off the charts, and we'll get into that. And then it just so happens, I just went to the UK last week and Goodfellas was on the, the TV. So I went back and watched that again. I'd seen that before. And really hit me just how great both these are, like PJ said, in different ways. But they're very, very similar in the fact, storyline, uh, behind the scenes, the actual acting performances from these cast of characters, some of the greatest of all time. And of course, the, the direction from Coppola and the direction from Scorsese. And the other thing that I noticed, too, that's really interesting is The Godfather came out in 1972, March of 1972. And Goodfellas came out in September of 1990. Now, Godfather comes out in the 70s, and it's basically based in the 50s. And Goodfellas comes out in 90, and it's basically based in the 70s. Both movies are from 20 years prior. And I know there's different time frames, give or take, on either end. But that, to me, was interesting that both these movies were both filmed 20 years in, in the past, set 20 years in the past. Yeah, I think that I think you see that with a lot of a lot of movies like that. They especially in the '90s. Zeus and I have talked about this before. The '90s was very uh, romanticized by the '70s, and then when Godfather came out in the '70s, you saw you know a lot of period piece type movies come out. You know, the '40s, the '50s. But I think that's what kind of adds to that charm of the movie is that for when Goodfellas came out in 1990, we knew all those actors already, like from everything that we've seen them in, and then to see them you know, portrayed in a, in a, in an era that was 20 years prior and then leading up to that eighties, you know, kind of similar with, with the Godfather, although the difference with the Godfather was a lot of those actors were ver were new to, to some people. You had like an extremely baby faced Al Pacino and Marlon Brando was obviously a legend at that time. I think to, for me personally, I think that kind of adds to that charm when you're watching a movie that's released today that takes place 20, 25 years prior. And it's so well done the way these both are. I think it just kind of adds to that, that legacy. It's interesting too, though, and, and, and they talk about this in the offer. Brando was not popular at the time. He was kind of down and out, right? Right, like he was kind of on a, on on a string of bad luck, to where the studio was hesitant to cast him and Al Pacino, who was basically an unknown. And they go into that quite in depth in the offer, don't they, Charlie? Yeah, they do. And uh, they had a fight for Pacino because they wanted him out. That that itself is a crazy story. Coppola had to fight so much for this movie to be made. But think of this. He had to fight just as hard to get Godfather 2 made. He had to mortgage hmm. his house. He had to do all these things to get that movie made after the Academy Awards and all this stuff. The studio wouldn't give him all the money. So he went through hell to make these two movies. Very interesting. Once again, they, they didn't want to cast Pacino because he was an unknown Broadway actor. And, and that's another thing, too. And Tom mentioned it, that Godfather was made where all these guys were up and comers. Coppola as well. He didn't, hadn't really had any big movies. Whereas Goodfellas, Scorsese's already at the top of his game, made classic movies. I mean, De Niro's already established himself as one of the great actors, as had Joe Pesci. So you kind of had the two different spectrums of a movie that was made with a bunch of unknowns in a lot of ways. And then the movie that was made with all of these kind of big, big stars and, and, and you know, successful people. Well, didn't Pacino, he was in a movie called Panic in Needle Park. In Needle Park. Before The Godfather, because Serpico was after The Godfather. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but Coppola just felt so drawn to this guy, to his to his acting, that he had, he was Michael. And man, that takes a lot, you know what I mean? For a director to just go out on a limb and say, I can't make this movie without him. And also... I have to go to Italy to shoot those scenes too, you know, <laughs> after he was way over budget. Could you imagine that back then? Could you imagine if, if he didn't stick to his gun and fight for Pacino? Because call me crazy, but without Al Pacino, that movie is not the same. Even with Brando and that cast, Pacino adds an element to that movie that just completely raises it. Absolutely. He just adds another dimension to the movie. Just his facial expressions, his delivery is absolutely different than anyone else on the screen. All that fighting really paid off because you can't touch that movie because of Pacino. Plus, you open it up to women. Mm. That's why women went to see The Godfather because of Pacino. Right. And maybe the older woman went to see Marlon Brando. I mean, yeah. I mean, Coppola, he knew what he was doing. 
It's so funny though, like when you talk about Pacino getting into the movie later on in life, and even when I was a kid, obviously in the eighties, you hear about the Godfather. I used to read, you know, Mad Magazine. They do the Godfather parodies with, like, you know, it's awesome. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. with the, what's the cat's name that that drew you guys in the back of uh, a state of euphoria? Charlie, what was his name? Mort Drucker. Mort, Mort Drucker. Drucker. Yeah, Mort Drucker drawing the But But I never realized that this was the beginning of Al Pacino's career. I just thought it was another Al Pacino big movie. So, like you said, the fact that they brought him in and everybody was for him except for the actual producers because they said he was too short. Yeah. When has that ever been an issue ever <laughs> in acting? He's too short. I mean, I was really blown away that that even was a, was a factor back in the early 70s. Yeah. PJ said it best, said it best about Pacino kind of making the, because a lot of people, you think of Brando for obvious reasons, of course, right. but the character, the arc of Michael, you know, how you're introduced to him as this baby faced military guy coming back. And then the arc of his entire character, you know, through the first one, and obviously into the second one, that to me, when I think of the Godfather, I think of Michael and I think of Pacino and I, and, you know, PJ said it great. I think he is, to me personally, he is the Godfather. Everybody yeah. lionizes Brando for for good reasons. I mean, the cheeks and the the lines that he had, and obviously, you know, legendary greatest performance of all time, if not one of them. But I, I think Pacino is the key for me. All right, this is the gift that keeps on giving, and it's all thanks to Mint Mobile. Because right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three month plan, you'll get another three months for free. So go to mintmobile.com slash Jericho and get hooked up with this awesome deal. It's Mint Mobile's best offer of the year, and you get it at mintmobile.com slash Jericho. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with an eSIM, and their plans start at just 15 bucks a month. And all Mint Mobile plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data. Delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, or if you need a new device, for a limited time, you can get six months of free service when you select device and plan. The holidays can get expensive, but switching to Mint Mobile will save you money in the long run. So do yourself and your wallet a favor, switch to Mint Mobile, and for a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free. Just go to mintmobile.com slash Jericho. That's mintmobile.com slash Jericho. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Jericho. Now that's good looking out. It was easy for all of us to disappear. My house was in my mother-in-law's name. My cars were registered to my wife. My social security cards and driver's licenses were phonies. I never voted. I never paid taxes. My birth certificate and my arrest sheet. It's all you'd ever have to know I was alive. Let's talk a little bit about, about the Goodfellas cast. Was, so was Ray Liotta, was, was this his first big movie? As far as you guys know, had, had he done anything before? Yeah, yeah. I think this was what Father was for Pacino, Goodfellas was for Ray Liotta. Because again, without Ray Liotta and Goodfellas, you got a different movie. Ray was in uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, he played uh, Shoeless, Shoeless Joe. Yeah. But it wasn't a big, big part. Yeah, yeah, and once again, it's it's funny because to to play uh, Henry, Henry Hill, they wanted Sean Penn, Alec Baldwin, Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise, and for for Jimmy Conway, they wanted Al Pacino. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> things go in cycles. So once again, they had to take a chance on using this relative unknown Ray Liotta. But had he not been in the movie, like you said, it would be a completely different flick at that point. And plus, if if you had someone of that nature already i don't know i think it would have lost a little something you know the fact that ray wasn't a huge superstar like pacino wasn't it was fresh mm-hmm. even though he'd been in things before but he wasn't you know the superstar he was after this movie and i think it would have taken it not to say it would have been a distraction from the movie because it's still a great movie he's still got a great cast behind him but i think uh, a more popular face might have changed it a little bit not for the better. Yeah, I agree with you, PJ, because if you have a big name star there, I mean, the character is supposed to be looking up to the other two. Hmm. It's hard to see a movie knowing Sean Penn, who he is, and right. being like the guy that's just following Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro and not being to their peer. I think really ought because you don't even know who he is really as a 
movie goers seeing him and you're like, oh shit, who's this guy? And then you see his role grow and grow and grow. And I think it actually adds to the film that you don't know who he is as a big name. I think you're right on that. Yep, it does. And I, and I, and I also think too, I think, I think PJ may have touched on it was, I think Leota's appearance, kind of a baby face, the blue eyes, kind of the young guy. And to me personally, you look, I think later on the way that Scorsese hitched his wagon to Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. I think that Scorsese may have had his sights set on Leota to be that guy because Leonardo has a lot of similarities to Ray Leota and a lot of those. I mean, you look at like The Departed, kind of the same thing, or even all those other movies that he did with Scorsese. I think Scorsese saw Ray Leota and was like, this guy can be the next big thing. And for some crazy reason, it didn't really happen the way I think it happened for Leonardo. Ironically, if you think about it, Leonardo, he looks like the kid who played young. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ill. That's a good point. Yeah. Talking about De Niro's performance in uh, in Goodfellas, because he's kind of the one crossover in the fact that, you know, obviously he wasn't in The Godfather, but he was, you know, a young Vito Corleone in, in Godfather 2. De Niro is one of Scorsese's bullpen guys. One of his muses uses him all the time. It was interesting to me though to see that he is he is like the epitome of a mafia gangster in movie history. It's De Niro. He's probably done it in a couple other movies as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he does the best, I think. Um, even though he's later on in life become huge in comedy. Who knew? Go figure. Right. But like you take James Caan who basically plays the same character in every movie. doesn't matter the role. He's the same guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's amazing. If you look at De Niro, he's not an intimidating looking gangster. Like in all his movies, he's not the big strong guy or a big fat Italian looking man that you're like, oh, that's the Don. But he has this way of like scaring the shit out of you throughout that movie. Like you could tell just watching his acting, like when he's looking over at Maury and you're like, Oh shit, he's gonna fucking kill this guy. Yeah. And you're like scared, or he's sending, oh no, 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 right around, right around the corner. Just keep going. <laughs> Helen Karen, just go, go. And you're like, oh shit, this is a scary man. And why do you feel that way? Because of De Niro and his acting. He's that good. And him and Pacino are just in their own element, their own zone, I think. If you run like the parallel to uh from Raging Bull to Goodfellas, the two of them in Raging Bull were basically gangsters you know mm -hmm. yep uh playing those parts the two brothers and then when you put them in goodfellas the great thing about that movie is like i don't associate them with raging bull they're completely different characters you know that mm. they're horrible people and someone asked me one time about what is it about monsters that you like that you love to uh, watch monster movies and i said i just love them like goodfellas that's a monster movie mm -hmm. joe pesci character that's a monster yeah. dude <laughs> i mean for me growing up in the bronx we used to see these gangsters in cappuccino places and then they would be in the back playing cards or something you know and the way scorsese creates these scenes it's it was so like wow i've seen this before and that's the same with uh, De Niro and Pesci. They grew up in this, so they knew how to act. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of it was ad lib too. It's not even it's not even in the script. Right. That whole story about what am I a clown? That wasn't even in the script. It was something that had happened. Yeah. And they just improvised. And for me, that's magic right there. When you watch that scene, how nervous does it make you feel? You know, when that scene comes up, you know, it's just amazing i'm funny how i mean funny like i'm a clown i amuse you i make you laugh what do you mean funny funny how how am i funny that was actually what charlie's alluding to is i guess uh, pesci was a, a waiter or something along those lines yep. and said that to a mobster oh you're funny and the guy took a took offense what do you mean i'm funny <laughs> what does yep. that mean and then you realize like it's just like when you piss somebody off in a bar at high school it's like uh-oh this guy wants to fight me. There's nothing I can do about it. Anything I say, <laughs> yeah. you don't say anything at all. You're not going to say nothing. You're screwed either way. <laughs> but that's why if you, wa if you watch that scene, pay attention to Ray Liotta's expression. Oh, yeah. And, and, and at the end, when, when, when the joke breaks and, and Ray Liotta goes, 
get the fuck out of here. Like, that's a re- that's real. Because <laughs> right. he's like, holy, sh-, like, you just totally played me right now in that scene. And you could see the relief. He's like, oh, okay, well, you were just messing with me. Yeah, he was he was waiting to see how that was going to play out himself. Yeah. <laughs> we were. And then De Niro and Pesci, they do it again in Casino. And Pesci's even more yep. insane <laughs> in Casino oh, yeah. than he is yeah. in Goodfellas. Yeah. Was Casino was also a Scorsese movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Brando, um, about his performance. It's obviously bigger than than Anthony Hopkins' Hannibal Lecter, but I was really – and I once again, I knew all this stuff, but it's very fresh in my mind. I was really surprised at Brando, you know, Don Corleone getting shot and basically taken out of the movie like 40 minutes in. It's like he's just getting started and then he's gone until obviously till the end and he's, he's got quite a, a lengthy piece at the end, but – there's the whole middle of that movie with no Brando in it. It, it makes that performance even more special. It's kind of like playing your hit early in the set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to be pretty damn cocky to play Don't Stop Believing second. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> which they did. <laughs> We're going to sit Brando in the middle, you know, the first hour. They know what they had. Chris, I just watched these Godfather 1 and 2 with my 18-year-old son. He wanted to see them, and, he, and thank God he loved them both. Right. But when that scene, when Brando gets shot, my son's like, wait, wh- what? Already? Like, I don't, like wh- the, we're only like 45 minutes into the movie. Like you said, Chris, he's like, wait, I don't understand. Because mm-hmm. everybody has this image of the this three-hour epic of Marlon Brando just commanding the screen the entire time. Well, you know, it's just it's just like Anthony Hopkins. He won an Oscar for Hannibal Lecter. I think he has, I think, 15 minutes screen time or something along those lines. So yeah. It's yep. not the time, it's 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 the performance. And one thing I really loved about watching Brown, and obviously people forget as generations go on and years go on, the guy was just a freak actor and was completely insane, as you guys can see in the offer, if you know anything about his stories with, you know, when they filmed uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau and yep. uh, Superman and all the crazy shit he was doing. But I loved his performance. Obviously, he put the cotton in his... Jaws. Jaws. Went to the range meeting with the heads of the five families. He did this quite a bit. If you look, he scratches his face. Mm. It's like a nervous tick that he comes up with. And if you're an actor or appreciate acting, that's not in the script. That's just Brando's thing. He's obviously, he's, he, he scratches his face. Do we know any, any of the reasons why he put the cotton in his jaws or anything like that? Was that ever explained or was that just a choice that he made? I don't. I don't know if it was more for appearance sake or if it was more for, like, speaking to like like give that that really low kind of growl kind of commanding presence of like a soft spoken but yet like effective and really unique type of vocal tone. I think you know. I, 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 wanted, yeah, I don't, wanted to affect his voice. Yeah, yeah. Not just not put on a voice. But physically do something to change how he changes his voice. Yeah, right, right. They talk about that too, don't they, Charlie? In the offer when they meet Brando, yeah. and he says that he envisions that that Don Corleone got shot in the throat or something like that, which made this voice gravelly. Yeah, this you know, there's a cat that Brando's petting. Yep. That was mm-hmm. never in the script either. Yeah. That was just on the set, and then the cat was just calling around, and Brando took it. And his <laughs> Maybe that's why he was. It, he was doing this. Maybe he was allergic to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's give it up for the cat because the cat, he played a great, that cat played a great part. He even grabbed his hand to make him keep petting him. And stuff. Like, <laughs> he nailed his part. He's great, man. The, the, the Oscar the cat was up for the Oscars of the, uh, <laughs> the, the cat awards. <laughs> Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again how about some of the other characters within these movies which ones which characters stuck out to you that weren't the pacinos and de niro's and brandos of 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 the world zeus oh that's easy that's john casale who's been in only academy award-winning movies i think he's from watertown he's from mass he's from mass yeah and he grew up with pacino in the theater 
And if you go to his movies, I think he was in five, and they were all nominated Academy Awards. Yeah, he has like the great. He has like the greatest IMDb ever. Yeah, Godfather one, two, yeah. the conversation, Dog Day Afternoon, yep. yeah, and yeah. Uh, what's Deer the other Hunter. one? And Deer Hunter. Jeez. And technically, he was in I think Godfather three as a flashback. Yeah, and that was nominated for an Academy Award. So I mean, I find him so unbelievable. That whole trying to help Papa, and he's down, breaks down, crying when God when Don Vito gets shot and he's just right. bumbling. I, I mean, obviously the way he plays in part two, but we're not talking about that. I, I loved his character. I love fat Clemenza. I thought he was <laughs> hilarious and he's so believable when Sonny looks over and I love that whole gangster stuff. Well, you okay, Polly? You're right. You'll go get it. Go, go in there. And as soon as Polly walks out of the room, he looks to him. He's like, I don't want to see that guy again. And maybe Clemenza likes him. Maybe it's his buddy. He just gives him a look like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, take him out. Oh, my God. It's so subtle. Now, uh, Clemenza, that was uh, Richard Castellano. And then Bruno Kirby plays him in Godfather yep. 2, right? That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, which Bruno Kirby is great in Godfather 2 as well. Uh, Luca Brasi is great in, in one. Yes. That was one of my, when he got it in the hand, that was, oh. I was just oh. like, oh man. The classic scene, yeah. That's a classic scene. It's so intense. And of course he sleeps with the fishes. The classic. Um, and another thing too, Charlie, just interject quickly, is that Luca Brasi was played by a guy called Lenny Montana, who was a professional wrestler, wrestler for many yeah. years, which I had no idea. I just, I was reading about him today and not just like he had a couple matches. He had a long wrestling career all throughout the sixties in all these different companies and territories across the, across America. So a little bit of a pro wrestling tie in there. Continue Charlie. But he was also a gangster too. Yeah, he was a gangster. Yeah. 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 And he wasn't even really an actor. So that scene when he's talking to Vito, when he's nervous about, when he's like kind of right. stuttering, uh-huh. like that was like real. Yeah. And they, and, and they, they wanted to keep that in there. He was nervous to talk to Brando for real. So that, so Coppola kept that in there. Cause that was legit. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it so good. Cause you have this mountain of a man who doesn't look like he would be afraid <laughs> of anything. And he's just like, uh, uh, uh. yeah. And Brando's reaction, like, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was just great. <laughs> so continue, Charlie, what were you saying? I was going to say that maybe you guys don't feel the same way as me, but I always thought that the women in The Godfather one, Diane Keaton is a great actress. I felt that they were so oversh- you know, overshadowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I'm still questioning why he would put his sister in that role. Right. Talia, Talia Shire. Shire yeah. this, this is before Rocky, too. Mm-hmm. When I still watch The Godfather, to me, that's the weakest part is that, you know, mm. just doesn't do it for me. Everybody else is so strong, but that just kind of, I don't know, always bothered me a bit. Talia Shire? Yeah. I think it's the part itself. I mean, the era, the t- the time. It was part of the story, but it really didn't, it wasn't a picture stealing part. Yeah. Not a lot of room for her. Yeah. I loved uh Tessio. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, is played by the great Abe Vigoda uh, from Barney Miller. But he was so good in this because he's just kind of like this background guy. He's got a couple good lines, but his best lines at the end when he betrays the family. Yeah. And then he asks Michael, can you can you get me off the hook on this one? Can't do it, Sally. Can't do it, yeah. Sally. Yeah. And <laughs> it was just like. For old time's sake. For old, yeah. for old time's sake. Yeah. What a great line. Can you get me off the hook on this one? Like, can you not kill me, please? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> can you not kill me? Yeah. <laughs> how, how about in uh, in Goodfellas, uh, some of the other the other characters? Obviously, we talked about Joe Pesci as the psycho Tommy DeVito, but there's, there's a couple other really good characters in, in, in that one as well. I'll tell you what, actually, on the topic of the women. This is just the opposite. I think some of the yes, Karen, exactly. All, all the wives, very quotable lines. You know, I want to go shopping. How much do you need? That much? <laughs> Anything that Karen said was was quotable. I mean, the women really kind of shine in this one. Yeah, some of the other, some of the side characters or, or supporting cast for me were some of the Frank Vincent playing Billy Bats. Frankie Carbone, you know, Paul <laughs> Sorvino, like all those guys are just, they're so memorable and they don't have a ton of screen time, but every time they're on the screen, they're doing or saying something that is just, I mean, 
that whole shine box scene in the bar with Frank Vincent. Oh, so good. I mean, come on. I mean, it just, it's just, oh, it just, I love those guys. You mentioned all that stuff. And it's like, the thing about Goodfellas is when that movie starts, it never stops. You have to exactly. buckle yourself in because yeah. it takes you on such a ride that, oh my God, by the time he's doing all that blow and he's seeing helicopters and all this stuff, it's just like so intense. But the thing about Goodfellas that I love is the dark humor in that movie. Totally. There's so many things that kind of disarm you that these guys are horrible, but we love them. <laughs> Pesci with their, oh, what am I asking you here? I'm trying to bang his brother. <laughs> oh that's great. two things that uh martin scott says he does and he does it so well is he does one shot he just goes through remember when they're going into the copa oh yeah that's incredible oh yes yes through the kitchen that's all one shot yeah it's so amazing man i just love when he does stuff like that because it's just so brilliant you know mm -hmm. i mean that that kitchen scene you i was just going to bring that up the minute they, they walk down those stairs, it's not just like, all right, I'm going to film you walking for two and a half minutes nonstop. You guys talk to each other. They're walking past people. There's cues. There's other people in that scene. Yeah. I can't imagine how long that took to get everyone to do their job spot on. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. I was reading that uh, Scorsese said he wanted the movie to be like one, I don't know if it's two hours long, a two hour long movie trailer. Mm. Where, like you said, once it starts, it doesn't stop. Like a trailer. Yeah. You're watching this, this happens, this happens, this happens. And there really isn't a lot of fat in that movie. It's it's a very long, expansive story that takes place over 20, 30 years even. But it, does, it doesn't feel like it because of that pace that they set. Yeah, and I think the characters, the, this is what we talked about, how the two movies are similar but so different. And Charlie kind of hinted at one of the, the starkest differences is the humor. Right. Whether it's dark humor or, or quote unquote, like real humor, that scene when they got Billy Bats in the trunk of the car and they go have dinner with with Joe Pesci's mother. Yeah. Right. With that line, you know, look, look, look at this guy. He's got one dog looking this way, one dog looking that way. And this guy's going, what do you want from me? You know, and they're all and they're all just like laughing, you know, and it's like and, and meanwhile, there's a body in the trunk of the car. It's just it's hilarious. stuff. That's how the movie starts, though. Right. Yeah. You know, the three of them, they're in the car. Yes. And yeah. all of a sudden you hear, you hear Billy Bats trying to get out. Meanwhile, <laughs> <Right>. it's, <laughs> it's just because you don't understand it until the scene happens. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Right. Like, like the way Quentin Tarantino right. sh shoots his stuff, you know. But Pesci's insane. When he's on that screen, you cannot stop. You can't look away, man. It's just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple small lines that he does. This one after they uh, kill, what's his name? Uh, a young Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh, Stax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, take the coffee to go. And he's holding. He goes, what the f*** are you doing? You still, I'm not take, don't take the coffee. Digging, digging up the body again. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. Here's a wing. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like, you look at them. Like, they just killed their friend. <laughs> no thoughts about it. Just murdered him. And like, and they making jokes or this other one digging up a dead body after six months and they, you know, cracking jokes. What is the first hole I dug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing that's so crazy about Pesci and, and why we all have met people like this. We're like, this guy could blow it and ruin everything. And like, literally like when he shoots spider. Yeah. Oh, when, when the guy says, why don't you uh, off? And he just shoots him. And then he's like, wow, he was rude or whatever. He says like, he, in wrestling, we could, the heel always has a kernel of truth that makes him believe what he did was right. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was completely wrong. Right. In his mind, he told me to fuck off. Of course I shot him. What do you want me to do? Yeah, so he gets the first I'll bury him. And it's just like, this guy's crazy, man. And that scene alone, when De Niro is standing up and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, you know, what, what, that, you know awesome. you're gonna go. You're you're gonna go dig the hole. I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing it. That's the best line in that scene. De Niro's just pissed off that now somebody has to dig a hole. <laughs> Come on, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they, they don't care that they just killed their bartender because he insulted Joe Pesci. De Niro's like, right, now you gotta dig the hole. Like it's, you know, it's what's like, like you're cleaning it up, right? But you're yeah. cleaning it up then. Yeah. yeah. But Henry Hill is the only one that has some sort of compassion. Yes, he's he gets emotional. He's like. He's dead. Yeah. You know, he killed the guy. He's like, uh, so what? His family was a bunch of rats. He'd be a rat too. Yeah, he was going to rat too. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> he somehow figures it out. They jump on that in the Sopranos 
Mm. In the first season, I don't know if you guys remember this, where the same actor that plays him, I forget, Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli, that's right. Yeah. yeah, comes in and shoots the Baker guy in the foot, too, in season <laughs> yes. one. And he's like, ah, and he shoots him in the foot. It's like, oh, I remember relax. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that little tip of the hat to uh, Goodfellas. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. One well, is going east and the other one is going west. So what? And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? Guy's got a nice head of white hair. Look how beautiful the dog. It looks the same. They, looks like somebody we know. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing about both these movies that I really enjoy, especially watching them pretty much back to back, is... I guess getting lured into dying, getting lured into being assassinated. For example, when, you know, when, when Joe Pesci is, is going to become, you know, a made man or whatever it is. And he's never supposed to be a made man. Tommy's just getting, he's supposed to show up for this meeting. And as soon as he shows up, he knows, Oh, fucking down. He's done. Same thing with Sonny Corleone. When he pulls up at the, at the toll booth, there's all of these moments where you're like, Oh no, no, don't do it. Like with, uh, with uh, Talia Shire's husband, when they end up garroting him in the car when he was, yeah. he wasn't supposed to be murdered. He was just going to be excommunicated from the family. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's so underhanded. <laughs> no, it's a great point. And that show that, that like Charlie was saying about monsters, they're not just walking up to them and just popping them. They're, it's like these long drawn out schemes to kill these guys and set them up and put them at ease. Right. Like Joe Pesci walking into that room. You watch that scene, you know, he's got a big smile on his face and he's like, oh, shit he's on like, top of the world right yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> what about who, who let's go through the uh the panel here is it what's the best fight scene is it ray liotta with the gun on the neighbor or is it sunny <laughs> oh, oh. him over the head with the shoe sunny <laughs> beating the shit out of carlo with a trash can lid i mean ray liotta i still don't know how he did not smash that guy's skull into a hundred pieces with that pistol yeah but sunny just kicking him into the gutter and just throwing trash on him and beating him with the trash can. That's just my son. When we were watching that movie, he was like, James Conn just owns that. And he's, you know, he's got the yeah. wife beater on his big shoulders. Yeah. And it was on yeah. Yeah, his body, big shoulders. Yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, just a great scene. James Conn. It- He's so hairy on his back. He looks like he was changing a tire. Like old guy. You know the scene. He wasn't supposed to do certain things that he did. Copeland knew he was going to do it, but no one else knew he was going to do it. He brought the bat out of the car. That wasn't in the script. He oh, wow. did that himself, okay. and he threw it. Threw it at him. He wasn't supposed to hit him with the garbage can. That was another thing. He really hurt the guy. It came across, though. What a scene. He bites his... <laughs> oh, yeah, biting oh, yeah. him when he's, he's biting his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> That's acting. Let's talk about the, the family element of it. And, and once again, with Tom and Charlie being from Italian families, th- th- it always goes back. And it's, it's what Coppola says uh, in, in The Offer played by Dan Fogel, who does a tremendous job as, as Coppola. It's like, this is not a movie about the mafia. It's a movie about families, an American family. They're very much, even though these families are completely psycho and they're, you know, they're murderers, they still will go and, you know, make dinner for each other with the sausages and then the sauce. I mean, is that, was that part of it fairly uh, representative of a, of a true Italian family? Oh, every, every Sunday for make, making the sauce, making the homemade meatballs, cutting up the sausages and the pork and doing all that. And yeah. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. I mean, with the exception of killing people. Yeah. We did Sunday <laughs> dinners, you know, kind of like, kind of, that, that was, that was a big tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's pretty accurate. Sundays were Sundays, you know, you would eat at probably three, three o'clock. Yep. So that, you know, my father and my uncles could go watch football and whatever <laughs> baseball, you know, so you, Dude, I could tell you, like, my mom would start cooking early by 11, 12, you know, noon. She'd give us a dish of, like, the gravy she would make with some bread. And that's, mm-hmm. this, is the, this is the greatest thing. And so <laughs> when I watch those movies, I think I think back to my childhood. Another movie that's really close to this, too, is A Bronx Tale. 
Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That could have been like going on down the road from Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, mm. The way that movie is, is made. But I also have to say that while a lot of people didn't like The Irishman, I loved The Irishman. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was long, but I didn't care. It, mm. If there's any place that I could see these guys together again, and I'll tell you another funny story. I went to Lucasfilm in uh, California, up in San Francisco. They were telling us that a week prior to me being there, Pesci, De Niro, and Al Pacino were there to get the, the CGI done. And they all had dots on their, on their faces <laughs> and everything. And once they finished, they said they were all kind of tipsy and they wanted to know where's a good place to eat. And they sent them to this restaurant. And they, they said as they were walking out, they were like ah, laughing and everything. And it was like such a great day with them. And when I watch The Irishman, I think of that. Like they had mm. such a good time together yeah. because Pacino, especially in that movie, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. He played Jimmy Hoffman. I thought he did a great job, oh. but yeah. I don't see Pacino in Goodfellas. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't in it because he didn't want to kind of cross contaminate. He's part of the Goodfellas. I mean, I'm the Godfather. Lord. Yeah. Well, he was all three Godfathers too. Right. So he's really locked in. Yeah. Right. That. Right. Yeah. But then you have Donnie Brasco. Don't you think? What about that, Charlie? I love Donnie Brasco. I, hey, wait, we're, we're missing the whole thing with, you know, him playing. Come on. What's the most successful character that he's played besides Michael Corleone? Who? Oh, geez. Son of a woman? No, come on. One of the biggest gangsters. I mean, I would say Dog Day Afternoons. Serpico? Oh, no. uh, are you talking about Carlito's <laughs> way? <laughs> no, we're missing. You're missing the greatest movie from. Come on, he's from. Oh, Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got, you guys are scaring me for a minute. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Sea of Love. Yeah, edit that out. I'm like, Dog Day. I'm thinking. Meet the parents. Yeah. Meet the <laughs> Talk about a movie that he ca- he carried the whole movie. Yeah, that to me is Pacino's greatest. Yeah, greatest screen i mean i i like it better than corleone but that's just me and the other the other funny thing too chris was that goodfellas came out the same year that godfather 3 came out they were both 1990 right right right. so that's so when you're talking about the pacino that cross-contamination thing i mean you wonder if he even would have entertained being in goodfellas if there was no godfather 3 i don't know who knows you were talking about uh them eating charlie i got a great story about brando i did a uh book signing at a, at a library in Tom's River, New Jersey. And afterwards, there was an Italian restaurant. The guy was there, come to my restaurant. It was a famous Italian restaurant for Tom's River, whatever. Told me this story that like in 75 or 78, Brando was there eating. And they used to have a downstairs area, secret, where guys would play cards and gamble. And they said to Brando, uh, the waiter came and said, someone wants to meet you. And Brando said, I'm eating. He said, okay, I'll tell him that you're eating. <laughs> later came back with well, 30 minutes later. Somebody wants to meet you. He said, I'm eating. He said, okay, he's waiting for you. He goes, 30 <laughs> minutes later. Okay I'm, okay, I'm finished eating. Where is this guy? Come with me. They go inside the kitchen. They go down to the secret door downstairs. And sitting at the table playing cards is John Gotti. Oh, there you go. And the guy goes, Godfather, meet the Godfather. <laughs> nice. Wow. And he said they hung out till five in the morning, drinking and playing cards and all that sort of shit. So, oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. So as we, as we start to wind down here, uh, a few different things. What are some of the, 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 the standout scenes for you guys? We can start with uh, the Godfather. What are some of your favorite scenes if you had to pick one just from the Godfather? I always think of this one line for some reason, and it's not even one of the popular things for some reason i don't know maybe it's again going back to pacino's delivery but when him and Kay are walking after they get reunited and he's like you know my father businessman whatever you know this is what happens when you're in charge of people because like uh presidents or senators he goes michael presidents and senators don't have people killed and she goes you're being naive he goes okay who's being naive yeah mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> great scene zeus all right. For me, it's the, the whole Salazzo scene. Tom and I quote this oh my all God. the time. Well, give us some give us some quotes. <laughs> tell us about it. In your pockets. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me? And, and then that king look that Brando gives to James Kahn. 
He looks like I spoil my children, as you can see. They <laughs> they talk when they should be listening. Right. That whole scene. And there's something about those actors. Like the actor that plays Salazzo, those fucking eyes of his, him and Pacino throughout The Godfather, like they can act without saying a friggin' word. Mm-hmm. Just their eyes when they look Just at their him. eyes. When he looks at uh, Fredo and he gives him the warning about don't ever go against the family. Yeah. You're like, holy exactly. Shit. And it's just the eyes or Salazzo when he sits down at the dinner table before they look at him and it's quiet and the, they're bringing the food and the waiter and they don't want to talk because the waiter's around and the Salazzo's just looking at him with these big, dark eyes like a shark. It's just amazing. But that whole Salazzo scene, he comes in, they call him the Turk. Yeah. He's good with the knife. <laughs> what about his preserving? One here and one overseas. Oh, it's, it's- and to go back to Goodfellas, one of the best scenes is... And again, it's a Ray Liotta thing, and it's about delivery. It's the way he says things. And when Karen says, you know, they get to the restaurant, they get to the table, he goes, you know, what do you do for a living? He goes, I'm in construction. She picks up his hand. She goes, you don't look like you're in construction. He goes, I'm a union delegate. <laughs> the way he says that so nonchalantly, it's like that was in his back pocket. Boom. Yeah. Now shut up. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's his delivery. Absolutely. For me, for The Godfather, it's it's a I mean, you got a three-hour movie with every scene. For me, I would have to go with near the end of the movie, the baptism scene, mm. just because of the juxtaposition of them being in a church, saying all of those words, do you renounce Satan? Yes. And then going over and seeing all the heads of the families being wiped out at the exact time that he's baptizing his <laughs> godchild or his child. It, it, that is a master craft in like filmmaking, in the tension, the music that that is kind of swelling as the whole thing happens. It's just incredible. And then that's when you really see the full transition of Michael Corleone. Like now he is just like Charlie said, he's a monster. It's almost like the uh, Walter White type of a transformation. Yeah, isn't it? Good call. Yeah. But that scene is one of my favorite scenes. The one you just talked about. But my other favorite scene is when Michael does the hit in the restaurant yes. oh, yeah. and he goes into the bathroom, looks for the gun the way that whole scene plays out, and he just comes out, shoots, and oh. Sterling Hayden grab, yeah. grabs his throat. Oh. <laughs> and then the the camera, the point of view, Michael just walks towards it and just kind of just drops the gun and just, that's it. He cannot go back anymore. That's it. He's in, and, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think that scene is a pivotal scene because him doing that, that's it. I, I can't yep. go back anymore. I, yep. I'm in. The thing about it, yep. too, that's so cool is he doesn't do what Clemenza tells him to do. Clemenza tells him yeah. to drop the gun. And yeah. like you said, he's gone too far. He's like, it. and he just basically throws it down. See you later, buddy. I'm out. Well, there's so much en- emphasis put on two shots in it. Minnie walk out the door, two shots in it each, right? Yeah, exactly. Stand at the table and you're like, no, he's not doing it. He's not doing yeah. it. Yeah, he only <laughs> shot him once. Yeah. He almost <laughs> runs out without dropping. The gun, then he finally drops the gun. So, <laughs> yep. Right, because I think he, I think he's so stunned by the whole thing and what he's just done that he's walking out with the gun, and then I think he remembers and he just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I love the scene, and it's more just for the, for Brando's performance when uh, when Salazzo's pitching him the, the the drug business, and he listens, and like a true gentleman, <laughs> yeah. I must say no to you. And I'll give you my reasons. Yes. And just the yeah. way he said that, I just like, man, that was such a cool line. He's very polite. He's not saying this. This is stupid. I must say no to you. Here's the reason why. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he wishes him luck at the end. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to say no. Good luck to you, sir. You know, and see you later. And of right. course, that leads to him getting shot, right? Yep. Yeah. Especially since his business and don't interfere with mine. Right. That's right. Right. But the other one last thing I wanted to add is, and because of the Godfather and the lore behind it, I'll go down these YouTube holes and you start watching, you read in the comments and things pop out. And there's a part in there where they're like, how did he know where that it was Barzini and not Tatalia? And they're like, if you watch the filming and the way if you look at the, the direction that's done and you look at the Don's eyes, you can see him looking at Tatalia and Tatalia's looking at Barzini and like kind of almost hinting at him. Say it, say it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Barzini's the one doing the talking, what Tatalia wants. And then he's looking and they cut to the Don and the Don's eyes is like, <laughs> I 
ah, that's where he picks it up. You can almost see like yeah. the right. thing goes off that he knows it's not this guy, not the pimp. It's Barzini. <laughs> right. Incredible stuff. Hey, but before we go into the Goodfellas scenes, I want to ask you guys one question about Goodfellas. Remember the scene when Karen is uh, coming out of the building and, and um, Robert De Niro, Jimmy, is down the street. Yeah. And he says, hey, I got some new... What do you think was going to happen there? You think he was going to have her killed? Oh, oh totally. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Keep going. No, 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 no. no. Over there. Down, down there. Over there. <laughs> he waves it off last minute. He let him off the hook. <laughs> I want to believe that he wouldn't, but yeah, I think he would have had her whacked at that point because. Yeah. 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 yeah both those guys were over the edge psychos at that point. They would have done anything, right? Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hey, Jimmy, what's right is right. You understand what I'm talking about? It's all right, it's all right. No, I mean, the kids over here, I was, we're hugging and kissing over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a f***ing jerk. No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult him. him a little bit. No, no I didn't insult nobody. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. So a favorite scene for Goodfellas, Charlie? What do you, you got? You got one? Ah, uh, dude, this is the hardest one. I, I explained the one earlier with the one camera. Yeah. And then there's the other one where uh, he goes through each guy, Jimmy, two times, you know, get the papers, get the papers. And <laughs> that is probably one of my favorite scenes. And man, but there's too many. I'd have to say Billy Bats was probably the scene that gruesome, gruesome and just like, wow, they're all in this. And Henry, even though he didn't hit Billy Bats, he does go with cigarette in hand all the time and locks the door, you know, to make sure yeah, that's right. <laughs> this doesn't get out. But I think Henry was the one who had more thought than any of them, you know, about any of this because it was going to come back to bite them in the ass. But there's so many iconic scenes in this movie. How do you pick one? You know, another scene with Paul Savino when they're talking about him and he's just sitting there eating the sausage and peppers, just slow. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, everybody feared this guy. He didn't say much, but when he said it, so I don't know, I have too many parts. In the Somebody's got to choose a, a Maury scene. <laughs> <laughs> Maury's wigs. <laughs> Poor Maury. Even he got hit at the end, didn't he? Yeah. yeah when he goes, I never thought it shut the up. Did I? Did I? <laughs> Poor Maury. We thought he was safe for a while. We he thought Maury himself. was going to, okay, maybe Maury's going to be okay. Not nah, just. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, you got a favorite scene? In Goodfellas? Um, God, I mean, maybe I should pick a Maury scene. <laughs> I could have dropped the dime on him. Did I? <laughs> I actually love that scene, Charlie, you were talking about. I was going to bring it up though. when he's talking to Karen and he just keeps going, eh, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but. When when Henry wakes up with Karen with a gun in his face, mm. yeah, and he's oh, like, yeah, Karen, <laughs> <laughs> we can go on for days. How do you pick a good? Which favorite Beatles song? You know, right? I I love uh, obviously the the funny scene. Just Ray Liotta's laughing, which of course is one of the most famous gifts and memes of all time because it never stops. It's not like it's a one second thing. He just keeps laughing and laughing and laughing. It's so ridiculous, right? But the one scene that I really love is when they go, I think it's the Lufthansa uh, robbery, mm -hmm. and then they yeah. tell everyone, lay low, don't do anything. Oh, and then one by one, they show up at the club with a fur Freak. coat, a new car, <laughs> and De Niro's losing his mind. Take it back. Take it back. It's the best. What are you, are you stupid? What are you stupid? Yeah. And then, of course, he ends up killing everybody who bought shit. Everybody. Everybody. Exactly. It's like, what did I say? It was a gift from my mother-in-law. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a good story. It's a story. to bring it back. It's a story. It's in my mother's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take it back. Take it off. Take it off. It's like you had one job. Don't buy anything, you fucking idiots. You all went and bought stuff. Gonna get us all pinched. <laughs> Zeus? I like the part where Henry was talking to Polly, and Polly was giving him like his whole reasoning how somebody just got pinched. He's 75 years old, and he's in jail. 
Right. That's not happening to me. And he was lecturing him and telling him, don't do the drugs. You're going to get pinched. I don't want this coming. It was just, yeah. Cause you never saw him explaining himself and talking. You'd always hear Henry say, yeah, Paulie didn't want anybody talking to him directly. It would have to be to somebody else. And then somebody else would come over to Paulie and nobody could overhear the conversation. And you could see just snaps and says it. And then the other thing I would just say, it's a small one, but I like Paulie's brother. When that guy gets shot, when Henry's a kid, and Henry tries to help the guy out, and his brother's like, "You just wasted fucking like twelve aprons on this guy because the <laughs> guy right. got shot. And he's bleeding. And he's like, what the fuck's the matter with you, Henry? You know who that was? You know who played that? Who? That was uh, Michael Jackson's manager. Really? Frank DeLeo. Wow. Frank Frank DeLeo. That was him. Really? Yeah. Frank DeLeo. There he goes. Tutty Cicero. Wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. wow, Michael Jackson's manager. Got to toughen this kid up. <laughs> also in uh, Wayne's World. Ah, yes. Frankie. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, for me, it's got to be the shine box Billy oh, yeah. scene at the bar. Because it just, it, to me, that is when Pesci and De Niro, for me, you got De Niro saying, you insult him a little bit. You insult him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, and then, and then Pesci's like, you know, I don't know if you heard. You've been away for a while. I don't know if you heard. I don't shine shoes no more. Right. And he's like, ah, you know. And then Frank Vincent goes, now go get your and shine oh, box so good. And, and Pesci just explodes <laughs> and then that other that other famous gif of De Niro beating him to death with his shoe right. to me that that's when everybody is just on level 10 right there yeah a lot of gold in those movies yeah. man amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 oh so last uh, last question what's your favorite quote from either movie oh boy and to me I love leave the gun take the cannolis yeah. Take the cannolis. <laughs> that to me, that sums up the gang right there. Hey, we shot someone, leave the gun, but grab them cannolis. They're pretty good. That is a, that is pretty that's pretty perfect. But there's so many iconic lines. So many of them, yeah. You got, you know, uh make him an offer he couldn't oh, refuse. Oh, classic, yeah. You know, I mean there's so many. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, there's just there's, there's just too many. I mean, my god, the whole the each movie is just a line after a line after a line. I mean, we've gone over a bunch of the ones from Goodfellas, like that scene when uh, when De Niro and Pesci are having dinner with his mother, and you know they look at that picture, <laughs> and, and De Niro's like, "Hey, it looks it looks like somebody we know." Yeah, it looks just like him. One of the unspoken scenes, one of the un, uh, you know unsung heroes, just a little cameo, is me being a hat guy. I don't care. It's my lucky hat. I won't fly without it. <laughs> oh, that girl. Oh, that, right. that annoys the that shit. Girl, that, that annoying girl. Uh, oh, she ruins everything. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. And what does she do? <laughs> Picks up the phone and calls him out. <laughs> yeah, one, more, one last thing about like w- lines and stuff like that. When they're in prison and they have their own pretty much ward, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tommy's cooking and he's like, don't put too many onions in, in the sauce, you know? And he's like, no, I, I, didn't put, I put one onion in there, you know? <laughs> and then Polly has got a razor blade and he's taking the garlic yeah. and he's slicing it thin because it liquefies. Yeah. And yeah. It's just, that's all Scorsese stuff because that's his dad. And also now we can eat. Yeah. Another great one in, in The Godfather when they're, when they're preparing the food, kind of like in, in Pacino's on the phone with Kay and he hangs up and Clemenza goes, Oh, come on. Tell her you love her. If it, I love you so much. If I don't tell you, see you soon, I'm going to die. You know, like he's just like totally like making fun of him. And, and Pacino's like, oh, man, he's got me. You know, like he doesn't say it. No, he doesn't, he doesn't say, say it. Either. He doesn't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, one other scene that we didn't even talk about, and it comes up with a lot of great lines, is the whole uh, waltz. Oh, the horse head. The horse head guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he calls him those Italian names, and he's like, I'm German Irish. Well then, my Mick Crowd friend, yeah. <laughs> and he just starts going off on him. Oh, you yeah. get the hell out of here! And I ain't no band leader. Yeah, I heard that story. Yeah, yeah. That. I always one. wonder how they did that. Like, how did they sneak that horse head into the guy's bed, <laughs> blood everywhere, all the way up to his neck, and he never, he never noticed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Great scene though. That was actually a real horse's head. They got it from a dog food plant. Uh, this true story, which is and Coppola yeah, got in I, trouble for using a real head. He's like, it was dead anyways. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. So, final question. <laughs> Just like the classic album class, you must decide which one do you like better. What's the better movie for you guys? You want to start, Zeus? Yeah, it's and I, I like Goodfellas a lot. It's not even f- close. Sorry. Yeah. Godfather is the greatest movie of all time. 
all the way through. I quote it more than anything. Shout it out loud, Kaz does constantly quotes of this movie. I've seen it the most. It's the best acting, best movie. We didn't even talk about the score. I don't like music scores. I don't get into that. But that score is insane. It's so moving. The scenery. And then they go back to, you know, Sicily. Dude, my dad's little village in Greece looks just like that <laughs> till this day. I'm not joking. Till this day looks like that. And, and it's just moving. It's just so well done. Acting, writing, directing, cinematography. You name it. It's just it's the perfect movie. What do you think, Charlie? I love both movies. I, I, I said it before, but Goodfellas to me is just more visceral. It's just like I said, you strap yourself in and, and it doesn't stop. Plus the soundtrack. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Yeah. The songs that he uses is so great. Yeah. I got to say Goodfellas. And one thing that was is weird about Goodfellas too. Remember when the first like movie poster came out and I think Paul Servino's in there. So I always thought Paul Servino yep. had a bigger role in Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. right. right. And then they changed it to just the three of them. And it was like, wow. Yep. But anyway, to go back to what I was saying, yeah, it's probably Goodfellas for me. What do you think, Tom? Godfather's might be the greatest film, you know, one of the greatest films ever made. I personally think Godfather two is better than Godfather one, but that's, a, that's a separate story. That's a debate, yeah. But for me, I'm kind of on the same page with Charlie. Goodfellas is just endlessly rewatchable. There's not one second that is dull or boring. There's comedy, both intentional and unintentional comedy. There's action. It's my favorite director with my favorite actor, De Niro. It's it's a tough one. You have to be really prepared to sit down and watch The Godfather. Three hours long. It's a film. Mm. Goodfellas is like an action movie. To me, it's it's always Goodfellas. Charlie had a great quote where uh, both films are great. I feel that Goodfellas is more Beatles than Stones. <laughs> All right. And then Portnoy said Scorsese is like an epic concert and Coppola is like a classical symphony. Per uh, there you go. Good, okay. good, good analogies. I'm going to go with uh, Godfather only because it took me 51 years to watch the whole thing in its entirety. <laughs> uh, Mad Magazine parody notwithstanding. I can't stop thinking about Marlon Brando and the choices he made as an actor. Both movies are 10 out of 10 for sure, but I just think Brando in that movie, he to me is is Anthony Hopkins, you know, Silence of the Lambs level of just, you can never forget it. It's iconic. And the scratching of the face was like, that's genius to me. So I will watch Godfather again uh, before I watch Goodfellas again, but I will be watching them both again multiple times, God willing. And you do like the Stones more than the Beatles. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> can Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. The first ever classic movie clash. Wait, PJ. PJ. PJ didn't say. Oh, he never said yours yet. Sorry. I was going to I think I'm the tipping factor here, right? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say Goodfellas because when Goodfellas is on, I literally recite it as if I'm singing along with one of my favorite songs. <laughs> say every line as I'm watching the movie. So no one can watch a movie with me. <laughs> And plus, again, because it's the it, Godfather came out the year I was born, so I didn't grab onto it till later on. And man, that is a it deserves all the uh, attention it gets. But yeah, for for me personally, Goodfellas wins because again, I I can't let one scene go by without reciting it, <laughs> and it's always playing in my head. Plus, you're from Jersey, so you probably know some of those areas, like where they uh, got rid of Polly and all that sort of stuff. So you got connections of both movies. <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright boys thank you so much great stuff we'll think of some other movies and do it again <laughs> thanks guys awesome thank, thank you, you boys yes. alright good stuff thank you fellas leave the gun take the cannoli 